<clears throat> well, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Good Wednesday evening to all of my friends who've joined us on First Baptist Church streaming our Bible study on Wednesday nights. Well, the, the Lord is at work around us. May the Lord bless you. Uh, Sunday we were gathering back together, and it was a good time together of fellowship. And as you feel more confident and you feel like coming to be with us, we hope that you'll come and join us either in person or continue to follow us online. Either way is good. We just want to have fellowship with you. And may the Lord bless you. In these days, love one another with brotherly love. Be patient with one another. Be kind. Give preference to one another. Believe the best about your fellow brother or sister in Christ. Believe the best about your leaders, myself, and all of our pastors and our staff, believe the best. The Lord is at work in all of our lives doing some things we've never seen before. And I'm honored to be your pastor and your friend. And may the Lord bless you. Well, we continue to consider and think today about Revive Us Again. I'm going to ask you to turn to this great psalm, Psalm 119 over and over, repeatedly, up to seven, eight times, David speaks of reviving, revive me, quicken me, make me come back to life in Psalm 119. It's such a good one for you to look at and study. <clears throat> Every single verse focused on praise and thanks to God for His Word. That's what makes the difference in our lives. So I'd like for you to turn to Psalm 119, beginning in verse number 153. And let's read God's Word together. Psalm 119, 153 and following. Look upon my affliction and rescue me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your Word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great are Your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to Your ordinances. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, yet I do not turn aside from Your testimonies. I behold the treacherous and loathe them, because they do not keep Your Word. Consider how I love Your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to Your loving kindness." The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the Word of God, and we thank You for whatever You've brought in our lives on this day. Good or bad, afflictions, joys, pleasures, whatever it may be. And we learn to say thank You, Lord, and we learn that these are the ways that You break us so that we might be tender-hearted people faithful in serving You. Bring revival to the world. Bring revival to First Baptist Church. I ask in Jesus' name, bring awakening to the world. I ask in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, have mercy on us. Have mercy on our church. Have mercy on the United States of America. May Jesus be glorified in our lives. May, this, may these words tonight, may this Bible study tonight encourage us <clears throat> so that we might see again how You revive us by Your Word. My friends who listen tonight and watch, revive them by Your Holy Spirit. Reach to each of them wherever they are tonight and encourage them. 
and convict them. Revive us again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've read several things to you there. I wanted to point this out to you. Verse 154. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. The focus we're going to look at is verse 156. Great are your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your ordinances. And then verse 159. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. Revive me according to your word, according to your promises, and according to your love. That's the joy, that's the privilege of what we're going to look at tonight. Well, our focal truth for tonight is this, that God revives, you can see it here from the text, God revives His people as they depend on His word. And I would probably add, and live in His love. God revives His people as they depend on His Word. That's the primary focus, but you can't say that without going on to say, as we see in these verses, God revives His people as they depend on His Word and live in His love. Do you know today how greatly loved you are of God as a believer in Jesus Christ? Do you really know it? Have you lived today to know? Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. The Lord loves you. When you doubt and wonder if anybody else loves you, the Lord loves you. For God causes all things to work together for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. So as we love God, we find today that revival is tied to our dependence on the Word of God. That's the way it ought to be. Look, everything I've been about in my ministry in this church has been about the Word of God. This is all that matters. The Word of God. Studying it, reading it, hearing it preached and taught, eating it, consuming it, memorizing it, meditating on it. This is the Word. These are the words of life. These are the words of life. So I have some questions for you tonight as we begin to get you thinking. Do you believe that God's Word can change your life? Have you experienced that? Have you experienced the power of God's Word changing your mind, your values, and even your emotions? Oh, as the Holy Spirit takes these words and they come come to life in our life as He teaches us and applies them, the Word of God changes us, makes us new people. How about this? Do you believe that God's Word can show you the way uh, to have a revived life in Christ. Do you, do you believe that the Word of God is like a guide for you to direct you? To direct you toward life and encouragement and revival in Jesus Christ? Why don't more Christians go to God's Word for life and encouragement and direction? If, we were, if you say yes to those first two questions, now I'm not doing this to offend you, but I'm asking you, then why don't you study God's Word? Why don't you spend more time in God's Word? than in some of the other things you do and you read and you listen to and you watch. If you really believe God's Word can change your life and lead you to revival life, then you must get in God's Word. Why is it that you're not in God's Word? When was the last time you spent time reading God's Word? Well, Pastor Mike, I'm busy. I've got a lot of things in these days that are in my life and I understand that, friend, but... If this is the source of giving us life by the Holy Spirit, 
As we come to Jesus and are saved and the Holy Spirit is in us, He applies the Word of God to give us life. What, what did we read here? In 156, Great are your mercies, revive me according to your ordinances, according to your Word. Or as we read at the beginning, Plead my cause and redeem me, revive me according to your Word, according to the promises of God. Well, I have three observations for you tonight that come from this text. Verse 154, 156, and 159 will be our focus. I'll make an observation about each of those verses. Number one, God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. I don't know about you, but I get tired in these days. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. It's tiring, isn't it? These are difficult days. These are days where God is testing us, as I said Sunday, about breaking a hard heart. These are days meant to break us so that we might trust God and walk with Him in humility and tenderheartedness. Well, here we have it. God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. What does He say here? 154, plead my cause. In other words, stand up for me and redeem me. I mean, save me and revive me according to Your Word, to Your promises. That's what we need in our life. We need God to stand up for us, protect us from the evil one, protect us from those who would discredit us and slander us for our faith in God. Plead my cause, redeem me, save me, save me again, save me again. We've been saved, we're being saved, we will be saved. Redeem me, and then of course here it is. Revive me according to your promise. You see, God's people rely on God's promises in all the circumstances of life. Now I just want to go through and show you. Uh, I'm going to just list these verses one by one, but they all describe this wonderful truth of how God's people, I want to say it again. You see, when, we, when, we, when we're weakened, we must rely upon the promises of God. And that's this first observation. God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. Listen to all these verses from Psalm 119. Psalm 119.9, How can a young man keep his way pure? Answer, by keeping it according to your word. Psalm 119.25, My soul, we've looked at this verse in detail. My soul cleaves to the dust. Answer, revive me according to your word. Psalm 119.28, My soul weeps because of grief. Answer, strengthen me according to your word. Psalm 119.41, May your loving kindness come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. There's the answer. Psalm 119.58, I sought your favor with all my heart. Answer, be gracious to me according to your word. Psalm 119.107, I am exceedingly afflicted. Answer, revive me according to your word. Psalm 119.116, sustain me according to your word. Psalm 119.169, Give me understanding according to your word. Psalm 119.170 Deliver me according to your word. This is what happens. When we come to God's word, we receive these glorious and wonderful promises. What did the Lord say? It's in the word of God. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. What are the promises of God? I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What are the promises? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. By the way, did you know that those are the words of the Lord Jesus? John 3.16 Promise after promise after promise compiled throughout the Word of God. Oh, my weak and weak and weary saint. My weak and weary friend in Christ. First, we must learn that God's promises bring fresh life to weak and saint. You won't know God's promises if you don't know God's Word. You won't know God's promises if you don't know God's Word. So we cling to the promises of God. We pray them to God. We walk by faith. That's why God's people pray like Mary when the angel came and said, you're going to have the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord Jesus. She said, this is what we should say, may it be done according to your word. That's the way you live in this world today. May it be done according to your word. Are you willing to say that about all of these things going on in these days? May it be done according to your word. In these days, may it be done according to your word. Well, the first observation is God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. Number two, second observation is found in 156. And the observation is this, God's word is the gift of God's mercy. God's Word is the gift of God's mercy. Look at this. Great are Your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to Your ordinances or Your Word. You see, by God's great mercy, we're born again. <clears throat> Peter reminds us of that in 1 Peter 1.3. So we're, we're born again by the mercy of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has caused us to be born again to a living hope. It's by His mercy that He saves us. God saves us by sheer mercy. The only thing that saves us is the mercy of God. So God saves us by mercy. God's great mercy uh, shows love to us. He loves us. In His great mercy, He loves us, Paul said in Ephesians 2, 4. The love of God comes from the mercy of God. His love for us comes out of His mercy for us. Mercy for people who are helpless. Mercy for people who have been filled with sin. Mercy for those who faint and get weak. You see, God's Word is a gift, but before we can think about God's Word as a gift of mercy, we've got to remember that by God's great mercy we're born again. By God's great mercy He loves us with a great love. By God's great mercy, He has spoken to us in these last days through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we read in Hebrews 1-2. The Lord saved the best for last. Oh, great men of God spoke through and were used by God in the past, but no one ever spoke the words of life like the Lord Jesus. The Lord saved the best for last. He saved the best for you and me. We have all of God's words. We have them all given to us so that we might rejoice and be joyful. You see, God's great mercy comes to us because He gives us the truth about salvation in Jesus Christ. 
That's what God's Word is for us. God's Word's a gift of mercy because it's not only spoken through the Lord Jesus, but His very words give us the promise and the direction and the way to eternal life. That's why I love our Gideons in our church. They believe in one thing, one thing only. Distribute the Word of God and the Word of God will speak for itself. Don't you love that? Handing out Bibles wherever they can. Someone who does not know God picks it up and all of a sudden, all of a sudden they read words about how to be saved and they call out to God and they're saved. You see, God's great mercy heals the sinner through His Word. In Psalm 107.20, He will send His Word and heal them and deliver them from destruction. God's Word is a word of promise. God's Word is a word of direction. God's Word is a word of healing. You know what will heal your mind faster than anything? Some people have talked to me during these days said, I'm just so, I'm just so scattered in my mind. Have you settled into God's Word? Just take the Psalms as I've spoken to you about this many times. And if you can't do anything else, read the Psalm, pray the Psalm and say, Lord, these are my words to you today. I don't even know. I don't even have the ability to pray like I need to. This is what I need to say to you. These are my words that I want to pray to you. So first observation, God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. That's verse 154. Second, God's Word is the gift of God's mercy. That's verse 156. You see, the Lord Jesus prayed, I have given them your Word and the world has hated them. You see, the Lord gave the disciples His Word and how thankful we must be that the Holy Spirit kept those words alive. They wrote them for us. We have the Gospels. Third observation is this. Love for God's Word strengthens the heart and mind of the believer. Look at this in verse number 159. Consider how I love your precepts. You see, in his prayer, he says to the Lord what only the Lord would know. He would know if he was lying. He says, Lord, consider how much I love your Word. Do you love the Word of God? What you love, you spend time with. Do you love the Word of God? Does it come alive for you? Do you love, do you love these words of life? Speak them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Keep me safe. Wonderful words of life. Beautiful words. Wonderful words. Do you love the Word of God? He says, consider how I love your Word and revive me according to your love. Isn't that interesting? I love your Word. Keep me alive by your love. What a way to live. I love your Word because you give me life and you give me direction and you encourage me and I hang on your promises. I love your Word because it gives me life through the Holy Spirit of God and I need you to love me and to keep on loving me. And what does Paul tell us? The Holy Spirit of God keeps pouring the love of God out in our hearts. Just when you think you're about gone, the Holy Spirit comes and pours afresh on you, my believing friend. When you need reviving life, the love of God. What a joy. You see, those who love God's Word spend time in it. They read it and study it. <clears throat> We're about that at our church, trying to teach you how to read and study the Word of God. Those who love God's Word obey God's Word. Those who love God's Word share God's Word. And those who love God's Word, they eat it. They eat God's Word just like your daily bread. They eat the Word of God. They memorize and meditate on it. What did Peter say to the Lord Jesus? You have the words of eternal life. You see, 
God's loving care revives His people in their weariness because we know this, the love of God is with us and He's spoken to us and He continues to speak to us. The Lord prayed, I praise You, Father, that You have hidden these things, the Word of God, the truth of God, from those that are wise and intelligent, and You've revealed them to infants. Luke 10, 21. <clears throat> oh, what a blessing it is for us to be able to say, I love, your, I love Your Word, and I need You to revive me by Your love. So these three observations, quickly. God's promises bring fresh life to weakened saints. Verse 154. God's Word is the gift of God's mercy. Verse 156. Love for God's Word strengthens the heart and mind of the believer. Verse 159. Now, what are some things to remember tonight as we move along in our time together? Well, I have several for you. I'll put them up here for you to see. Number one, meeting God in His Word warms us in the love of God. There is nothing like sitting down for a few undistracted moments in the quiet of the morning, in the night, in the noon, whenever you find your time, and opening the Word of God as you read the words of God, the very voice of God comes, and His assuring love flows out to you. That's the way you gain it. You must be in God's Word to warm your heart in the love of God. Second thing I'd mention to you is this, that God reveals Himself to those who read His Word. We say sometimes, oh Lord, show me, show me what to do. Have you been in God's Word? It's amazing. You can be reading any place in God's Word. You might be reading in the histories. You might be in the Psalms. You might be in the Gospels. And as you're reading along, all of a sudden, God starts showing you things about your life and what you need to do and priorities. The Holy Spirit starts to bring those to mind. Right out of your reading of the Word of God, no matter where it might be. Amazing. Amazing. Third, life comes to those who live on God's promises. You want to live? You want real life? You want something that will last and hold you up in the roughest of times and the greatest of times? It's the promises of God. I'll say it again. Life comes to those who live on God's promises. Number four, God loves us so much that He spoke to us. You ever thought about that? God loves us so much that He spoke to us, and let me make it even better, in His Son. God loves us so much He spoke to us in His Son. And we can read those red letter words and oh, how they bring life to us and victory. Finally, God's Word gets you in to a deeper relationship with God as you spend time with it. You see, God's Word completely opens us up to God. You see, it's what we do. We come before the Lord and we present ourselves before Him. We confess our sin and then we're ready to hear God's Word. Oh, what a joy this is that God's Word comes and gets inside of me. God's Word gets in you, I might say it this way, as you spend time in it. That's the last thought. That's the last remembrance. God's Word gets in you as you spend time in it. Well, those are some great thoughts and observations. I hope you'll think about them and those uh, applications are for you. Now, what do we do with all of this this week? 
Well, I have three things for you. First of all, put away your sin and receive the Word of God in humility and childlike faith. Go and read James 1, 21. Receive the Word with humility. Put aside all filthiness. Put aside your wickedness and your sin, your carnality. Then receive the Word engrafted into you with humility. Whether you're reading it, whether you're hearing me preach it, or someone teach it, you receive the Word with humility. Second, present yourself to God as you come to read and hear God's Word. Come before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm about to read Your Word. Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things out of Your law. That's a prayer out of Psalm 119. Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things out of Your law. And finally, pray as you come to God's Word. Speak, Lord, for Your servant is listening. Pray as you come to God's Word. And pray these very words to God. That's the way we do it. That's the way it's to be done in our relationship with God. So tonight, God revives His people as they depend on His Word and live in the pleasure of His love. Heavenly Father, I thank You for my brothers and sisters and I thank You for the victory You give us in Jesus Christ. Bless them all tonight, wherever they are, whatever they're facing, some discouraged. Some discouraged about their friends and the way they live and the way they behave. Some discouraged because of sickness and illness. Some discouraged because of loss. But oh Lord, in all of our discouragements, in all of our troubles, we turn to You. We turn to You and we gain great joy. We turn to You and we look to Your Word and we ask You, Lord, as we, as we ask You, consider how I love Your Word. Revive me according to Your loving kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is always a pleasure to see you in person. Wish I could see you this way, but I can't. If you need something, if you'd like to speak with me about a spiritual need, something in your life, you can call, you can email us, let us know. I'll be in touch with you as quickly as I hear from you and you need help. May the Lord bless you. I hope that you'll plan to be with us as you can on Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And may the Lord richly bless you the rest of this week. And I look forward to seeing you, Lord willing, on Sunday.